situation, because this happens happens quite a bit, is all right, I, I'm trying to hire this business analyst three. I spend six months trying to access some passive talent and I just can't do it. I just I I I cannot I cannot find someone that has that exact um, talent for what we labeled as business analyst three, right? So I, I have to beef up, right? What I'm willing to offer or the attractability of that role. So I, you know, typically I would say there's two ways to do it. One would be, hey, we know you're at this level three, but we're willing to offer you business analyst four and pay you more because we like all the indicators in your experience and we like you from what we, you think we bring to the table, we'll invest a little bit of training to get you to that next level. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you, you budge on compensation to make it more attractive. On the flip side, if you won't budge on compensation, do you, do you feel like, or how does the conversation go over saying, all right, we're gonna maybe cut back and look at candidates that are in the business analyst two experience level but we'll still pay them business analyst three level because again we got to make this more attractive to actually get somebody in the seat you, i mean i'm sure you've had these conversations over the years you know what how does that normally play out do you have any recommendations as best practice when it when it has been a very tiresome recruiting process to get no one in play yeah, it's, it clearly is a risk to bring in somebody who's only um, at a skill set, maybe, of a, in this case, a business analyst, too. And yet you want to, you know, groom them to get, the, to get to that higher skill set. But it's a risk because you want to be able to, and it kind of brings us to maybe that step four, the total comp package. You want to be able to put some strong objectives in there um, to say, you know, especially if, if there is an incentive plan in place that you're, you know, really, you may not get an increase. If, if, if you don't accomplish these objectives, you may, you may be frozen at that salary for a while, or you may not get a bonus because we expect at the end of six months, you're going to do this. And at the end of this six months, you're going to do this. And, and, and if that and, doesn't happen, it causes and problems. Do you, and, do you, and do you like that game plan? I've seen that a lot, especially in sales hiring where, um, Hey, your first year with us, we are going to incentivize you to make the move, but you must hit these objectives to get your base salary to go up to the level you actually wanted. In year one, it was kind of a pre-incentivized program to give you some time to get there. So put it in the cans of business analysts. Hey, um, we're going to pay you this salary, which maybe is only a little bit more than what you're making today, but you have an opportunity for a $15,000 bonus at the end of the year if you accomplish these growth initiatives for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then your new base salary in year two would be equivalent to your original base plus your bonus. Yeah. Have you done anything or seen anything like that as a, as a kind of a filler to be attractive in this scenario oh yeah absolutely and that um and that really um you know kind of puts the carrot out there for the candidate 
Um, you know, it, incentive is, is, is one, one strategy you can, you can kind of add to their comp, you know, if the company has equity. Um, in the past several organizations I worked at, you know, you would, they may get um, a nice um, stock option grant that, that would be tied to uh, performance that if they, you know, you could kind of put that carrot out there. Well, if you, if, if you um, accomplish all the goals that we set out for you, you know, then you'd be eligible for stock. You'd be eligible for the fifteen thousand dollar bonus. You'd be eligible for a lot of other things that yeah. um, are not. It's and you know, I think you want to you want to keep everything tied to comp. But another another thing, and it's kind of off topic from the comp piece, but you could. Um, so many more of the candidates that I've been seeing come through, they want that extra week of vacation, or they want work from home capabilities and so some those are some other things that it's a different from comp but it is a tool to kind of attract them and say well you can you can have this here if you work with us yeah i mean you, you it's a great point because you see especially some of the generational differences and what they value from flexibility freedom the significance um having some flexibility in what you can offer or the or the cultural um things that you have within your business the greater that flexibility, the greater to be competitive. Mm -hmm. um, now I've seen it where when it's extremely structured, it, it's hard to be agile in the recruiting environment, right? Um, and, and maybe speak to that. Have you seen that where you've been, there's been, there's been over structure, maybe some people are union environments or something like that. Maybe speak to that and, and how that's played into it. Yeah, that is, it really is challenging. It really is, and and uh, we we have experienced that where the where the manager just wasn't uh, willing to to budge on salary, but then the recruiter's like, yeah, we've been looking for this job for you know a year, and then that's not uh, unusual when the recruiter has, and this was an internal recruiter, but had you know many other candidates that they're working at, and then, and I think that's why I kind of went back to that step one because. When it came down to it in that one situation where they were recruiting for this job a whole year, that the manager's like, nope, 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 I'm only going to pay 80, I'm only going to pay 80. Well, then it, it came down to the job requirements. Well, you're really asking for more. I mean, is this what you really want than what, than what, what you have on your job description? So it's like, that's a disconnect that you really want to make sure the manager has a good understanding. But going back to your original question, it's it is challenging if you don't have any other tools in your toolkit to put as um, as kind of in, incentivizers incentivizers to get those people to come in, you really are stuck. It's I think you want to be able to coach the the managers, coach the senior leaders to say, you know, wait, you know, I think some of these other tools may really help. And sometimes money isn't. I mean, and I'm a comp professional, but money isn't the only thing i mean sometimes it's it's a it's a good work environment it's a nice team to work with and it's and it's that um more flexibility and they you know they trust what the person brings to the table and so oh, that's really good I, I the other one i i've seen in some of that structured is you know they set their comp plan around like this is what we pay but we're paying that for active candidates Right. So someone applies to us. This is what we pay for this position. And that process works fine. And that that level might be the middle of the range 
is how they've determined it. Um, but when, when that is a defined number compared to, hey, when now when we have to go out and no one's applying and we have to attract people, we may have to bump that from the 50 percentile to the 75 percentile to, to now get someone that's making that same dollar amount somewhere else, we can offer them for their skills and accomplishments $2 more or $20,000 more. So um, I think just kind of pre-planning that, right, in your, in your compensation plan is really important, right? What, and I think you're in those conversations. Does that, does that happen where it's like pre-planned, like this is what our comp is for active candidates, but when we need to open up the market to passive candidates, this is what we're willing to budge is, is what happens in your world on that side well you know um it's funny you should mention that because um i think then the normal process from um our internal recruiter you know she'd, she'd get a requisition and and her and the man her and the manager would determine what grade what salary it's going to be and then she'd go to recruiting go out to market well they never really went back and said well what what is the what, what are the salary survey saying do we have this job priced right until after the fact until they were having all this troll and so um recently we did try to change that um and what it was important for for me as a comp the comp side of the house to turn it around quick and not drag my heels because they'd say oh well i don't want to deal with comp because it's taking too long well i think it's it's important for the senior managers to have that analysis done on the front end to say yeah. if this is if this then you know how much you're going to be willing to pay yeah. but if you try to catch up well then everybody gets their all of their their guard up to say i can't pay that much but if you can plan on it ahead of time knowing the expectations to say well this is how much that level of skills is going to require. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's, I mean, we're, a lot of our talent talks are on the calibration of the hiring process, that first upfront steps and compensation many times is kind of talked about, but then it's not truly assessed. And so then there's all sorts of problems six weeks into the process, right? So I think identifying that or at least pre-planning that with what is predicted as highly competitive roles should be something you can do well ahead of the game um, and understand it from an active passive candidate mindset i think would be you know it's important so um, nicole some great stuff here really good insight um, it's a topic that's really important small business big business etc so um, we appreciate your time thanks for joining us sure no problem have a great day